You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Hello, Spooky Squad. <laughs> Assholes. Do you hear that? Do you hear them? Clearly, clearly you're trying to record. I'm trying to and record. And they're just... Just being their typical bastard selves. Say, so, no, I live near a hospital. That's, that could very well be an ambulance. <laughs> How inconsiderate of whoever that was then. I know. Fuck you. How dare you? How dare you? Hey, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Sonic. How are you? I'm so good, man. Uh, nothing new at all. How about yourself? Um. So I just moved. Um. Hence... We've been on a little mini hiatus while I selfishly <laughs> had to get my life in order so we can move to a new apartment. But I want everyone to know that every little hiatus we take, it's always because Sonique's being selfish. I'm like, I'll put down whatever it is so I can make sure this happens. But Sonique's like, I need I need to take them off. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're right. I was very much like in my head thinking like, oh shit, like so far, whenever we've had to take a break, it's been me, and we just started this podcast, so I'm very sorry. I apologize, but we're back now, and I'm That's mostly yeah, mostly settled in, so I don't see a break happening in the foreseeable future. Famous last words. <laughs> oh, too true. Yep. Too true. Are you voguing? You know, shitty voguing. Every so every so often, I have to break de- break up into like a, a voguing situation. It's what keeps me alive. If if people could just see, it, it's unfortunate that this isn't a visual medium because there's so many things Sonique does throughout a recording where I feel everyone would appreciate. <laughs> Mostly, it's jazz hands. It's usually just jazz hands. It's usually. But applied to various scenarios. Yeah, and sometimes, if you're lucky, you get a jazz hand voguing combination, which, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm a pretty good dancer, yeah. and I definitely am better than you. <laughs> See, I'm dancing she's, right now. Now she's holding a wine. She's doing all. She's doing her jazz vogue hands while holding a glass of wine. Um mm-hmm. She spilled it everywhere. I am multi-talented. Hire me for literally anything. I need a job so bad. Ugh, my God. But I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting doing a movie or covering a movie that is taking place in like a dystopian future because like, aren't we living it? Yeah. There's so many little parallels where it very much wasn't what the movie was trying to say, but I was like, huh. This is what is happening, though. More or less. More or less. Um, Yeah. Before we jump into it, though, I wanted to go ahead and just, like, plug where you can find us because, you know, I'm hip to the game. I know that people don't listen to podcasts typically to the very end unless it's, like, serial or some shit. So, um, fuck serial. It's like, no, it's actually really good podcast. (laughs) That's what this mostly is for. (laughs) I just want to start like a beef with like Sarah Koenig or whatever. Like, can we do that? Are, are <laughs> podcast beefs a thing? We can start them. We're trendsetters. That has, no, I'm sure people like. I'm I'm sure like podcast beefing is a thing. It's kind of like being in a like library fight. It's are you proud that you're in it? 
Not really. Whatever. Ben Shapiro, I'm calling you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I would. That's a battle I think so many people would get behind. Oh, my God. I just want to punch his little weasel face. Wouldn't it be funny if Ben Shapiro listened to our podcast? It'd be like, what? Like, that's so yeah, random. Yeah, I can't tell I- if we're doing something really well or doing something horribly wrong. <laughs> right? I would, I would be like, low-key, like, flattered because, like, well, you're someone who is, like, very famous that knows who we are. But also, like... Ew, like you're the worst well, you, famous you know, person. I mean, Hit- like, Hitler was famous too. Like, ooh, let's. Wow. Let's, if Ben Shapiro I, were here, he would he would remind you that he's Jewish, even though yeah, so was Hitler. he's equal. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did forget that Ben Shapiro was Jewish. I was just focusing on the fact that he's an awful human. Oh, no, being. no, no, no. He's still a fascist. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying. I do. <laughs> I will never in my life defend Ben Shapiro. I'm just saying that if you pulled the Hitler card, he would pull the Jewish card, and I would remind him, okay, that was this is what makes you being fascist even stranger. That's <laughs> why it makes so little sense, bro. But um, yeah, no, Ben Shapiro, fuck you. Come on the pod so we can cuss you out. Um, but no, you can <laughs> <laughs> I wish like this is my one time this week talking about Ben Shapiro, but I definitely mentioned him on our other podcast because he's really been working my last nerve. I don't know why I listen to him. I don't even listen to his podcast. I just know he exists and I hate that he exists. <laughs> I know. Man. Um, but anyway, uh, you can find us, y'all, on Instagram at we die first pod. That's one word. You can also find me on Instagram at say underscore Smythe. And as say underscore anything, and that's S-E-Y underscore anything. I'm trying to get those followers. Well, I also want some followers. Follow me at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. That's my Twitter. And then my Instagram is Andrew John Baldwin, all one word, J-O-H-N. Please follow me. Yes, please do. Andrew has some very funny things on his Twitter. He's really, he's really gunning for that spot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel if I tag the onion in enough things, they'll just be like pity hire. Or like a pity intern. Probably. I just also want like the forefront of any position that would come has pity in the front of it. A pity janitor. A pity... I don't know what the hell they they do there besides writing and having janitors. No, I think that's all they do. Yeah. Pity barista. Mm. I'd also be a shitty barista. I'm not a good barista. Yeah, I I would I used to work in food service, which is like the closest I've come to being a barista and I was very bad. I used to work at a pizza parlor and I quit after 2 weeks. Like the day I decided I just didn't want to come to work and I was like I'm not coming in ever again and that was that. So, oh, that's great. I have worked food service always in the kitchen and had always hated it. And then the last food like service job i had my first day i was helping clean like the grease tray on the grill and this guy mm. dumped a ton of grease on my wrist <gasps> so that that obviously instantly burned oh my god and, like, do you have a scar peeled. yeah um you can't really see it but yeah i have so many scars from dumb fucking shit like mm. someone put a pan against a boiling pot of water that i didn't see so then i went and grabbed it and it burned a line across my fingers. And, you know, as a percussionist, it that was my stick-holding hand. So I couldn't fucking hold sticks for, like, a week. <laughs> Aren't both of your hands your stick Don't you use both hands for percussion? 
Mm, very astute of you. Yes, you do. <laughs> wow. You guys miss, you guys you guys probably missed that. I I've seen drums before, so I know <laughs> I, I, I I've I have I have wandered into a guitar center once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh my god, I used to always like, we need to talk about this movie, but I've always like when I was younger, I go to kid and I would go to the mall and shit, and I would see a guitar center. Like a, I always wanted to just be able to like walk in and just like start jamming on some shit. But I can't really. Oh, do it! Like no skill has never stopped anyone from guitar center jamming. Mm. Like if you're good and jamming at a guitar center, I have no desire to hear whatever shitty music project you're in right now <laughs> if your clout comes from going to guitar center i mean if there's a clarinet like hanging out at the guitar center for some reason i could probably play you a tune or tune or two <laughs> i could i played it for years well speaking of girls with gifts yay good segue right i'm killing you're it. doing great thank you mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay. I guess I guess I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, please, <laughs> you, please do your thing. You no, I didn't. It's okay. It's okay. Hell no. Um, we watched the girl with all the gifts from 2016. Is this our first non-American movie? No, uh, stage fright's Canadian. Uh got it. You know, it's easy to forget the. Well, Canadians. I guess like you know, in the sense that it's North American. Then yes, this is our first non-American film. But in the sense that only the U.S. is America. <laughs> Yeah. No, this is not our first. Okay, okay, okay. So Canada. I mean, do we count Canada? Yeah, I guess we do. Okay, Um. so The Girl with All the Gifts is a 2016 post-apocalyptic science fiction horror film. It was directed by Cole McCarthy and written by Mike Carey. And it's also based off of a 2014 novel of the same name. Um. It stars Gemma Arterton, Patty Considine, and Glenn Coase. Close. <laughs> Glenn Coase. <laughs> oh, God. Glenn Close listens to this podcast, and she's going to hate me. Yeah. We just lost that viewer, though. Now we're down. We're back to two. God. Just Ben Shapiro and your mom. God. Um, So (laughs) it's Glenn Close and Senya Nanua, who stars as Melanie, the protagonist. But um, basically, it takes place in, like, after the breakdown of society, in this, like, post-apocalyptic future where... um, there are these beasts called hungries that kind of just roam around trying to eat living humans. Um, but there are these weird like hybrid children that are being experimented on by these military folks. They're trying to find a cure. And um, they eventually embark on this journey of survival with a little girl named Melanie who has very special gifts. Talents, some would say talents if you will yeah she was yeah she was part of the gifted program so you know she's going to become an adult that's just not special at anything because it's a bullshit program i digress just fucking read me but yeah no (laughs) i am i don't know so to if people i didn't know this existed how did you come across this movie okay so i want to say because this is my second time watching it um, I think it just was on Amazon Prime at some point, and I literally stumbled upon it, like, across it. And I watched it and was like, wow, this is a really good movie. How have I not heard of it? And was very happy to see that it was on Netflix so we could watch it. But, yeah, it's, like, it's a weird one that, like, very good, like, sci-fi horror film, I think. But I don't ever hear people talk about it. There was... 
so many things I liked about it. Mm -hmm. Overall, I did very much like it, but I don't know. I know you and Evan aren't like huge gamers, right? But you guys video game a bit. We do video game. I feel like I know what game you're going to mention because I'm actually playing right now. Are you playing The Last of Us? I am playing part two right now. Do not spoil it. I do love like I I haven't I haven't played part two yet. I need to. that's that's 60 bucks I don't want to spend right now. Well, here's the thing. When I first saw this movie, I had wasn't playing the game, so I didn't catch the similarities until I watched it again and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, like um this is it shares a lot of similarities to the to the last of us. It's not the same exact story, but but it's, it's so very similar. similar. Which came out first? Cuz the book came out in 2014. The Last of Us is how old? Um, I think I'm gonna look it up. That old, I think older. I think The Last of Us came out first. Yeah, so it came out 2013. The book came out 2014. So around the same time. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say like, oh man, like the writer totally stole it. Um, I imagine um, it's around this. They probably were creating these because you know it's very. Uh, sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's like of all of the tropes. So we'll obviously dear ben shapiro and my mother listening to this we'll get into it but so if you've played the last of us and or have seen this movie in the last of us it's a zombie thing but they get infected by a fungus by spores Mm -hmm. and then so the the zombies that are like the most affected are the most like overcome by the the fungus Mm -hmm. and it's the same the same impetus in the movie so it's a zombie movie but it, you know as far as zombie movies i think it's very hella clever um not because they just were like hey it's a fungal infection that like attacks your brain and makes you want to eat flesh yeah but yeah it's super similar in how uh again we'll get into it but like one thing i i remember writing down was that they could move around the zombies because they could block the smell mm-hmm. that uh you know it's like because they can smell humans like from bodily just fluids smell blood and stuff yeah. yeah so then they put this gel to block their scent from them and then they're basically blind to you because they can't really like their hearing isn't the big thing it's just how they or their sight it's how they can smell you mm-hmm. which is different in the last of us because they hear you yes and it's like smelling doesn't fucking matter right their sight's iffy but they can hear you so if you just walk around quietly you could move around them and that was like a huge plot point in most of the mid part of the movie and i thought that was super clever yeah that was cool so i noticed though and i'm not i'm gonna say i'm not one of these annoying pedantic horror people who's like well it's not zombies i like but i noticed you did call them zombies where do you stand because I, it's interesting because we. I feel like this conversation would have come up if we had done Twenty Eight Days Later, which is another movie that I feel like definitely has like they're all they all have the same I guess like through line in a way because Twenty Eight Days Later has that same vibe of like these infected and I, I mean it's still a survival story as many I guess post apocalyptic slash zombie movies are but I definitely got the same vibe of like a Twenty Eight Days Later it had the same kind of feel I think but. What what are your what are your views though on like the the debate of like what constitutes a zombie movie? I don't know. I think it's just you know. So these people 
in this movie in particular, mm-hmm. they get they get infected. So you could say they're not they're not like the living dead. They're just right. like overrun by this disease. And then like the, they say that the fungus has like some symbiotic relationship with the people it infects. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives you to like seek to like eat flesh and blah 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 so yeah i guess they're not dead yeah which is what we traditionally say is obvious i don't fucking know nor do i truly care i mean no 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 but, no, no. You know, like, don't get me wrong. again like it's not it definitely i hate people who like get very ben shapiro-y honestly when <laughs> like technically, <laughs> technically uh, they're not living dead so are they technically zombies like, i don't think they are like, yeah are they not zombies in the classical sense no but also like the zombie genre even just what we understand as being zombies changes i mean originally if you look at older films they were just mindless things that you could control with like the voodoo magic later on with romero they became the living dead like i feel like they're they're all in the same umbrella but like you can I, I'm not pressed about it, so don't feel like you have to defend yourself because, like, it's not. It's I'm not defending hard. myself. Oh, okay, okay. I'm on, I'm on the train. Okay. Now. I have no. <laughs> I think I just view it. You like you know the base thing of like they want to eat. You know, like the the super old trope, like they want to eat brains, and then it just became they want to eat people. Mm-hmm. So then, I, I I think just anything where I'm like, if it's you are robbed of your agency. And then you live this mindless life to only feed on people. I'm like, okay, you're a zombie. Yeah. Like this, this is a zombie movie. Yeah. No, I. They could be. They could just be like hypnotized. But if the conceit is they can't break out of that hypnosis, mm-hmm. so they're in a like. Then I'm like, okay, this is a weird way of becoming a zombie. You are now a zombie. Ooh, I like that. I think that's a really good argument for it because I'm, again, like, for me, I think my prereq is like. I think that and the eating of humans or, you know, or, or just the, the the need to be violent and harm other human beings in a mindless way. Like, because that comes up in the crazies and they don't eat people. 28 days later, they don't eat people, but it's still the same thing of like they are mindless, rage-filled monsters that want to kill people and exp- and spread their infection usually. So like, no, I feel you. I love that argument. You heard it here first, people. From Andrew, we, not from me. We, yeah, we we are God. This is so good, you guys. If you've made it past our <laughs> social media plugs and you've made it to this point, I'm stoked that you heard this here first. No, no, no. I know. I'm I'm serious though, because I think it's just like it is just like a weirdly fraught, you know, just like nerd subcultures people argue about shit and i think it's fine to argue but i think sometimes people end up losing the point of certain genres or like movies because they get so caught up in like the little pedantic things and it's like hey we're all we're all just hanging we're all just eating flesh here <laughs> the other day <laughs> we're all just eating people but um yeah so the movie basically starts off our main characters we have melanie who is a young girl, she's one of these hybrid creatures. There's a really terrible that fucking scene when she learns how she came to be, which is incredibly disturbing. Um, because Melanie, she is one of one of a cohort of children who you have the hungries, right? Who are like a full-on infected. Then you have these like weird hybrid kids who essentially were born from pregnant women who became infected and they ate 
they're way out of their moms. And it's just like fucked up. Right. But and then somehow continued to grow like a normal child, like physically. Right. Yeah. Suspension disbelief. Let's just like, it doesn't make sense. But it's, it's like, yeah. okay, okay I, I'm just going to wave that away. But they grow up and they're being held by these like scientists that are trying to figure out if these kids still have like cognition, if they can learn and like to what extent are they human? I mean, they, I think it's pretty much, at least from the soldier's point of view, like these kids, like they call them abortions. They don't give a fuck about these kids. Like they, you know, are just here to do a job. But we have Glenn Close who, ugh, I love Glenn Close. I was so excited to see her. I agree. Yeah. I really thought like, even before we get to that, not to like, again, hit every fucking thing. No, no, go for it. In the list. But I really appreciated just as the movie started, you see these kids in like, fucking jail cells Mm -hmm. and then they have to be strapped in and melanie's always super polite to the guards yeah and they're like what the fuck like don't talk to it and then but you know and so again having never seen this movie i just i'm like all right these kids are clearly getting experimented on Mm -hmm. and you know like are they psychic are they just super like because you don't know yeah and then finally after like several minutes in um when you know melanie wrote the nice story to her teacher helen uh and she like pats her head and sergeant parks is like what the fuck are you doing you idiot (laughs) and then holds his like arm out to like one of them and then like it starts sniffing and then starts chomping also specifically after he spits on himself too yeah i was like what the fuck is he doing he's got a weird kink what the hell (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you going to do to this fucking child? And yeah, I'm like, okay. And that's when, in, in for me, I was like, okay, zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's a zombie movie. No, I, I think that was like really clever. I mean, I'm sure if you're going into the movie, you probably already have an idea because you read the synopsis or the quick little, you know, description or you've seen a trailer or something. But I think it was a really good, interesting way to open the movie because you are kind of sitting there like, what? is this i mean when they first wheeled them into that classroom i was like it looks like a normal american public school to me honestly yeah, <laughs> like what is this dangerous minds like, <laughs> like like okay you yeah, know but i think it's great and also i loved the music in this was it's such good music so good it was like chant it was it was yeah it just always it reminded me of some fucking medieval chant yeah but like futuristic ish it was weird it was it was neat i looked into it and the guy who did the music his name is cristobal tapia de vir and he's chilean and he apparently like is like a bafta award-winning like music person and has worked in a lot of like movies and television which i'm like i that alone i was like i kind of want to check out the other shows he's done because it was just the music was just like really cool right. and really great in like setting the stage for like this really really fucked up future um but yeah so of course to the dangerous minds point you do have helen who is the teacher who is essentially tasked and we see this in the first scene with we're just trying to get results here right you have the she's you know relieves the other teacher who's just like has has the kids like reciting like the periodic tables to see if they can like remember shit but she comes in and she's like write a story and she's like super like trying to be like a teacher to them because she's like they're just kids but everyone else around them is just like like i don't know i hate to like 
I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but, and I don't know if it's true because it's also a British movie. So it's, you know, I'm sure the subject material is drawing off of more like British society. But I was like, this feels like the school to prison pipeline and just like, listen, <laughs> sit your ass in your seat, memorize this shit so you can get out. I'm just here to do my job. I'm not trying to like <laughs> enrich you or make you think. I just want you to like pass these tests or you fail the test. I don't care. Like what? <laughs> What happens to you but it, it just felt very much like that yeah i did like i don't know why it stuck out to me but i really liked because um i'm blanking on the doctor's name but she would always you know go by at night and just ask these questions to the kids oh and then, um dr like, caldwell posed, uh that's it mm-hmm. and like posed it's like the Schrodinger cat thing. It's like, so if you had to look, like, there's a cat in a box, and it could be alive or it could be dead. How do you know? And I'm like, man, look at you <laughs> testing metaphysical logic on a fucking 10-year-old. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think it really matters even if she was an infected or not. I think a normal 10-year-old would just be like, what? <laughs> like, right. Why are we doing this? <laughs> right. But, but like you were saying before I very much interrupted you, is we come, like, so Melanie was taken to, you know, the doctor's, I don't know, fucking wing to get experimented on, and then the fucking hordes of, I'm going to call them zombies. Well, because I think it's also important to note, though, when they do take her, I think it's it's become clear to them that she's special. Like, I think after she, when Dr. Caldwell is asking these questions, I think it's when she asks her, because remember when first she's like, give me a number between one and 10, I think. And she was like 13. And then she's like, okay, no, this girl's stupid. But then she comes back and asks, before she asks the question, Melanie's like four and four is also the number door like room she stays in or cell she stays in. So I feel like that yeah. was like the moment where they're like, oh wait, no, she's like, she is special in some way. And at that point, I think they're like, no, we're going to like experiment on her. I, Dr. Caldwell says something weird. I'm just like, no, this isn't just like a mindless like biopsy. I'm like, so you guys have just been like hacking these kids up just like willy nilly just for funsies. She's like, no, this time around, like, no, we, we we're on to something. Like, <laughs> she might actually right. be like, <laughs> like the 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 hope for humanity. I'm like, god damn, like, oh, Glenn Close, God, you're not much different than you were in 100 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I could. That's all I could imagine was just Corella Deville, and instead of skinning puppies, she was trying to skin children. Basically, that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, so then she's like trying to operate, but then Helen Justino comes in, the teacher, the kind teacher, mm-hmm. and is like, "I'm not gonna let you take her." Blah blah blah. Like they're children, and then fucking the whole military compound gets overrun. By all of the infected mm-hmm. people from beyond the the gates, and that's sets you know sets all the shit in motion for them to get the hell out of there. But I do like that. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I'm like this isn't what the movie's trying to say, but it is definitely showing that military has been pretty ineffective in containing infections and infectious people. Yes. <laughs> 
As a random side note, I did get into a lovely Facebook argument with someone recently saying how if we defund police, then there would be no one to uphold mask regulations. And that's why we can't have mask regulations. And I'm like, well, now you need to see this movie because it would prove that not even the military can help us. So Also that, wait, sorry. What is the oh, circu- yeah, their logic the was- circular logic? Wait, so we can't defund the police because they have to uphold the laws or the mask regulations. Oh, it was- Therefore, we it can't was have real- mask regulations? It was the, you can't, this person had no logic. Stupid, are you dumb? Yeah, it was just, that. so they made like, you know, of like, here's the argument, and they made 20 other things that aren't that argument, you know? And then, so they just attacked, like, I can't remember what fucking fallacy that is. Oh, straw man arguments or something? Yeah. And then, so they kept attacking all these points that they brought up, and it's like, but that has nothing to do with this thing. And one of the cycl- cyclical things they gave was you we can't have mask orders because you wanted to fund the police and then they would be the ones to enforce mask orders. And I'm like that's that's not how thinking works. No. I digress. The military failed <laughs> these people in containing the zombies. <laughs> so so the the infected Broke into the base, mm-hmm. and then Melanie eats two of the guards yes. to kill them, but to save her teacher, Helen, that she loves. Yes. And then so, and whenever Melanie eats somebody, she gets like, she like passes out. She gets like the itis or something. I don't know. <laughs> and she... <laughs> Not the itis, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, she does like get she always after everything she eats she passes out slightly yeah like just just for like a minute so, <laughs> so then like, so helen picks her up and then sergeant parks comes in with like you know some turreted fucking military van mm-hmm. and it's like get in and then they get in and they leave and now they're just trying to find another base right basically right yeah question so when she gets the itis right like I took it to mean <laughs> it's called the itis. I took it to mean that she's like because she's not because she's different from the other ones, right? So she like she has these impulses and then she like eats it, eats and she's just like, oh, it's, it's she's like me after I've eaten like a bacon cheeseburger. Like I eat it and I'm just like <laughs> like I also pass out because I'm so sad about it. Right. Well, yeah, because she's not fully turned. Yeah, so it's like she—it's like she needs it, but is still not like wholly compatible with it. Yeah, or like you know, or she knows I that know. like I shouldn't. I the way I took it is like oh, because she's like higher thinking than even the other children, so she does it. But she's like, this is bad. I'll take a nap. <laughs> yeah, and when I wake up, I can just pretend this didn't happen. Basically, yeah, but they start like um, looking for another base. Initially, they're like. No, like, they wanted to, to kill Melanie, but they're like, no, we have to keep her because she, like, she could be the secret to the vaccine. So they end up just, like, muzzling her to um, protect her or to protect themselves from her potential yeah. lashing out. Um, I mean, along the way, though, they end up, like, they run into hungries, definitely. It's kind of like typical yeah. zombie shit. Like, we're trying to get someplace, but then, like, oh, shit, there's zombies still and of course, like dumb shit, you know, like 
they they don't have any water because the truck was in the shop so it wasn't fit to go out on missions Mm -hmm. so they find a creek to fill up canteens and they're like make sure you have like your suppressors on so shit is slightly more quiet and then this one there's rustling and then the one fucking dude like one of the soldiers just freaks out and shoots at it with like his unsuppressed fucking machine gun yeah and then the sergeant's like what the fuck is wrong with you dude so of course then there's a flurry of hungries and then the guy that fired off that shot gets bitten is that the part when they're like um is like that really creepy part where like the one hungry is carrying like a baby carriage no it's before that it's before that okay okay okay. but that's cool because that's cool because the next part because it's also a dumb moment kind of like when of like what the fuck y'all like we were yeah it was we were coming it's this is like we were talking about with the last of us (laughs) um we see them they're like in london now Uh and that like the streets are flooded with hungries but what they do is they just like slather on gel and then melanie's one of them in essence so they don't smell her yeah she's safe Mm -hmm. and then they're like they're based on scent and quick movements and i'm like this is some fucking t-rex dodging shit from jurassic park oh my god it's like just don't move and you'll be fine (laughs) but that worked because they're just like walking they're just tiptoeing in between and they don't move really they all just stand there i wouldn't even i I wouldn't i would be on all fours like just like very slowly like crawling dude why did no one think that like because because they're not because at least if you're crawling then like you're not in their line of sight for the most part you could just kind of like scoot your way yeah, it was i mean it was i'm like holy shit i can't believe that's working and then that's when you're talking about this one fucking hungry is the only one moving everyone's just standing there and then this one's pushing a stroller and then so fucking caldwell being the scientist she is goes well i've never seen them acting maternal i need to go see this and then so she goes and just puts her foot in front of the stroller and then sees, you know, the the inside of the stroller moving. Clearly there's a baby and opens it. And it's a dead baby, but there's a rat that's just, like, kind of eating. And I'm like, what does she think she's going to see? Like, you thought you were just going to see, like, a little, like, fucking the Gerber baby zombie in baby. Like, what do it's you think zomb- you're going to see? It's a zombie. I guess another That's one she, what I said, dude. She can just, like, kidnap and, like, run experiments on, I guess. But it's crazy because she, of course, fucking gasps. And then... Which, one, which and then, also, I'm like, is that the most horrific thing you've seen? Cause I'm like, we live in a zombie world. So I The fact that you opened it, saw that, and gasped, like, that's, re- that's every day for you, sis. Like... Right. But, like, I was thinking, how fucking lucky. So the stroller pushing zombie obviously freaked out. They shoot it in the face. But then you think this noise would set off the thousands of zombies. No, just sporadically, every once in a while, one would come running through. And they still, so they eventually, like, quickly tiptoe into a building. But I think they only killed, like, ten zombies. And they were surrounded by thousands. Like, there's no way they should have made it into that abandoned building. But they did. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, definitely just like, you know, plot armor at that point. Because it was a little like, how 
houseway. Like, how the fuck did that happen? How did right. more people didn't die? How did people? Or how did you not all die except for Melanie at that point? Um, but yeah, I think it's at the point too when we're at the hospital, we learn about Melanie's origins, which is just again really good. You know, I it's weird. Maybe I just blocked it out of my mind because again, this is my second time watching this movie, and I forgot that that's how she was born because I was watching it and thinking like how, the whole time, like how did she become a hybrid? And my first thought, unfortunately, was like, did a normal person like have sex with a hungry? Like what? Like I, uh-huh. I was like, wait, <laughs> like I was waiting for like, like I needed very guys. Listen, there's a reason why I don't. No one's hired me to write anything because. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Halfway I just through, like, you're just like it's wet for like. Well, I guess you had to have sex with hungry. Right. That's how that happened. Yeah, this is the only logical thing that would have happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I try. To- I do like in that scene. Like, so we're getting the exposition. Mm-hmm. We're getting the explanation. But then you know, so Sergeant Park and Helen are off just looking for like supplies and shit. Mm-hmm. But I wrote. Because, um, you know, Helen's the teacher and she's just walking around this thing with a fucking assault rifle. Right. And I'm like, a teacher with a gun. This is some people's fucking wet dream and solution to the school shooting problem. And I'm like, this is obviously not what they were commenting on, but that's all I could think about was, man. I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, I think one thing we're definitely going to have to get into is the choice of having Melanie be a black girl, which, again, I think... <laughs> It's hard not to project our own, like, lived realities on these movies, because, like, there are realities. Like, that's how you... Because I'm a hybrid. I want to eat people. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's hard not to, like, project it, because I think we have to also discuss, like, you know, how many many choices that were made in this film were made in order to make commentary, or were just, like, kind of just... The, a choice that was just made you know like right. really was just kind of a whatever but we can talk about it later but um i, I do like when because you know she's young i mean obviously in a different situation than we would ever be in mm-hmm. and she's you know like 10 being like doctor what am i and i'm like man that's a question i didn't ask myself till i was in college that's crazy i wrote <laughs> i have to say this this isn't clever but i'm gonna say it and she's just like when Caldwell's giving her all that explanation, it's like, so you're a group of newborns, but you're infected, but you're still human. It's like, but you're just humans that want to eat people. So I'm like, oh, so like hedge fund managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're capitalists. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right. Um, but yeah, at that point, I think they, um, they eventually come upon this tower um while they're still in london and it's become like overgrown by this fungus and caldwell caldwell ends up telling them like you know with all these spores is enough that if these spores were released it would just like end mankind because it's just like i guess airborne well i also she thing. also says because melanie's like what'll happen if these pop open and she goes the end of the world as we know it i'm like what <laughs> You're not in the end of the world as we know it. Like, that would be the end? Yeah, I'm like, like are, you are... how many people are, like, oh, I, mean, I guess, but hey, that's a thing. Whenever you're doing like, a zombie movie, the assumption's always that they're, they've been so isolated that as far as we're concerned, or, you know, these are the last folks 
on the planet. There probably are other people, but like we just don't know. But you're right. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you guys are already there. Like, give up. <laughs> just, just end it. Just stop. Just die. Well, that's like that's I think it's an interesting premise though. Is like when you watch these, like, I mean, obviously they're movies, so the people in it in it have to want to live for it to be an interesting movie, right? But I guess I always wonder, like, at what point with humanity, like in in these worlds that are created, when do they decide like just to pack it in? Because like, okay, like have you seen Day of the Dead? A long time ago. But yeah, it's like a similar thing. It's like, okay, you have this bunker and you're like running these experiments. But like, as far as you know, you guys are the last people on earth. So even if you find this vaccine, how are, what are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to manufacture that vaccine? How are you going to, you know, get the vaccine to all the infected plus the people who you think would be, is it, is it, is it, at what point is it really like worth it? And I mean, I guess it could be like a comment on humanity and like the desire to survive. So you'll, you'll do the thing to tell yourself you're trying to survive, but like, why are they even bothering? What I'm saying is that we all need to give up. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. That, that's the, there we go. Finally. There's always hope. We always <laughs> should fight for that. But like, yeah, I'm like, what, what is the end game here? And I think it's like, it's never really truly specified. I guess that would just ruin the movie if they went into it. But like, Dr. Caldwell. Girl, pack it yeah, in. Yeah. She 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 right. she she subscribed to that lean in feminism and now she thinks she could do anything. I'm like, honey, let it go. <laughs> lean out. <laughs> okay. Back out. Oh my god. <laughs> I do like that they I, I do have to say this just because I thought it was adorable. So before they leave, before they escape the part of London they were in with all the hungries, um, Melanie goes out to try and find a way out and she smells and finds a cat and eats the cat and then she finds a dog but brings the dog into london and then the hungry smell the dog so she lets it run loose so they all follow it like the thousands of hungries follow this dog like they're going to get equal shares of this like fucking terrier (laughs) but i love that so they're walk they leave and they're walking and melanie's staring at this like poster of a cat Mm -hmm. And then so Helen goes up to her and it's like, do you want a cat? And she goes, I already had one. (laughs) And I'm like, that's dark. (laughs) But I appreciated that. But where we're at now, like, I do like that they fucking find a mobile lab. And, you know, it's like uh, the situations are perfect. Like it runs on solar power. So you don't have to worry about electricity. Um, It has this emergent, this it's hidden but if you know where it is it's easily accessible and they open it and you're like oh wow cool the ra- and then like everything's still functional like the radio still works and obviously they don't reach anyone right away but you're like oh well that's this is delightfully convenient oh yeah full on you know but um at this point though i think we kind of um so they, they like you said they settle into the lab and i when when did caldwell get injured because at this point, I think we kind of... At the of, very beginning. At the very, very beginning. Okay, so that's the same injury, right? So it's like we've we've kind of jumped ahead a little bit and that she's like definitely like dying. <laughs> yeah, because she got sepsis. She got sepsis. And um, I guess for her and her like dying wish and trying to make the, li- the little bit of what's left of her life meaningful is like we kind of have to sacrifice Melanie at this point. And... You know, I love I love movies that do this because like The Last of Us, and I feel like you 
we're just going to have to like do a Last of Us tie-in because I think it's impossible yeah. to talk about this without talking extensively about it. You've played the first Sony, one. Sony, please feel free to throw us some money. Or throw me a copy of The Last of Us 2, honestly. I can't, and I cannot recommend, like, the first game, like, it's such a good story. It, it was And so it good. plays well. It, like, and, like, my, Alana, my girlfriend, is not, like, a gamer. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely, like, if it's captivating enough, she can sit and not be pissed that I'm playing video games so much and she'll watch. Yeah. And she's like, holy shit, this is such a good story. It's one of those. I'm... So I've always been, like, more of a casual gamer. Like, The Sims basically was all I ever played. And I think not until I started dating Evan, who's a lot, you know, more into gaming. I started to get into it more. And, um, no, but I I started playing The Last of Us not that long ago. I think around the time quarantine started. Yes, it was on easy mode. Um, (laughs) I'm new to gaming. But it was so good. But, um... I mention it because, I mean, similar premise is that you have this girl who could be hold the secret to a vaccine to, you know, save humanity. And I think it always kind of brings in that very interesting, like, ethical, you know, basically trolley problem dilemma where, like, do you sacrifice this one child to save all of humanity or do you, you know, whatever. What are your thoughts on that? Andrew, would you sacrifice <laughs> A child for humanity? Man, that's tough. It depends. If I... So if I was like a Sergeant Parks or in the in the Last of Us game, if I was Joel mm-hmm. and I had a whole adventure with this person, especially if I was Joel where I lost a daughter that was the same age as Ellie. Yeah. And then probably not. If I just all of a sudden waltz into a room and someone said, this girl holds the cure for <laughs> to all of humanity, would you kill her? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? She's a nameless person. <laughs> Sorry, did you say vaccine? Pow. I'm kidding. I, I don't know. It's something I could say, and then in the moment, I have no idea what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel similarly. I think, because um, also, there's also a game... Um, Oh, shit, what is it called? Life is Strange is one. I love Life is Strange. Yeah, I love that fucking game. I think it's one of the first ones I started playing. And I was like, oh, video games are like fucking fun, man. Like, this is a good time. <laughs> but um, it, again, a similar thing where like you have to decide to sacrifice this girl um, versus like saving this town. But <laughs> I think one thing that factors into it is the likability of the person. Because I mean, truly, yeah, if like my fucking if like a middle school bully is like, yo, this person has the vaccine and then they would be telling me that as I'm already killing them. I'm like, oh, they have the vaccine in them. Convenient. No, but But like it was someone I liked. No, it matters, though, because like in life is strange. What's her name? The fucking Sarah, the blue haired girl. Is she Sarah? I think so. Right. Is that her name? I don't fucking know. It's how much I, I cared about this bitch. I didn't care about her. Because she's annoying. Chloe. Chloe. Yes. Oh, my God. Chloe is, you know, at the end, you can decide, you know, to sacrifice or say, and, and, you know, the town gets destroyed. Oh, no. Save her. Town gets destroyed or sacrifice her. Town is saved. And it's a very easy choice for me in that game. <laughs> I feel like up until that point, it's set up 
as like an ethical dilemma. Like, what do you do? It's so like, oh, like, like I'm so confusing. No, but she's so annoying the entire game. I'm like, I happily, I'm like, no, she needs to go. Like, I hate her so much. So yeah, like, um, I guess my- See, no one asks you like to make you look like selfless. And it's like, would, if you had the vaccine in you, would you give yourself up? I, I'd like to say, I think I would. I think I like, would. Especially if like, you know, but so ask me that question. Like, would I like to just not exist anymore? Obviously. Oh. And then if I can be remembered as the person <laughs> that saved humanity, great. But if I had to, it's like, would you murder this 10 year old? Well, I mean, and also, especially if you're like, someone I didn't. Will schools be named after me if I kill this kid, though? Well, no, because if it. so, then I'm I doing would... it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, if this, if this was, if like, like, if we're traversing through abandoned post apocalyptic wherever, and this kid's just nagging me and being a piece of shit, like, I won't kill the kid. But I will make sure they get to the fucking lab where they will be murdered. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yo, it's like, it's like, hey, why is this wing of this school named after you? It's like, I'm I'm not saying I did anything, but I did make sure (laughs) vaccine girl (laughs) was there. (laughs) Oh, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. For that, uh, like, I mean, to if be named the after vac- a ben middle Sh- school, fuck yeah, I'm doing it. If Ben Shapiro had the vaccine, I would sacrifice him 20 years ago. Oh, if Ben Shapiro didn't have the vaccine, <laughs> just do it. Say no. Yeah, if he didn't have the vaccine, I, like, I would I feel make like sure I shouldn't. <laughs> if Ben Shapiro, knowingly, I knew he didn't have the vaccine, I would still do it and just be like, I thought he had the vaccine. <laughs> I swear, something of the way he spoke just screamed vaccine to me. <laughs> I swear to God, it's just that he talks so fast and Harley enunciates. I swear he said, I have the vaccine when he was trying to explain why affirmative action is bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, we'll, we, we will get back to, um, we'll get back to the girl with all the gifts. But I do have to say, I, I love like the Ben Shapiro and the Charlie Kirk and people are like, these are the up and coming youngsters of like the intellectual pride of the right wing like republican party like there are intellectual debaters i'm like no they just speak fast and say half-assed arguments like that's it drives me insane and i can disagree with people but they're it's like i'm not they're not saying things for me to disagree with yeah they're just speaking fast and saying nonsense really fast yeah if you say if you say anything fast enough and if you have a platform I mean, you're listening to us, aren't you? Like, <laughs> and we're talking, and we're talking slowly. I know we're talking. Imagine we, <laughs> when I edit this shit, I'm just gonna put it two times faster. <laughs> but no, you say anything fast, and then just like say it confidently enough, people will believe. You know when you want to know something? I used to do this because I was a piece of shit. I still am. When I was a kid. <laughs> I made a lot of people growing up believe that I was really smart. And I'm not dumb. I think I'm an intelligent person. But I think I I learned at an early age that, like, you could just say things confidently enough. People are just going to – they're going to buy it. I distinctly remember it was during a – which one? The bird flu. Bush years. Bird flu, right? That was all the rage, right? <laughs> the kids love the bird flu. And I – Remember, and I think I might have at some point in a class told, had said, like, 
no, the bird flu is going to like wipe out humanity. <laughs> it's the next black plague. I think I, I heard that somewhere on the radio. I don't know where I heard it. I said it in class. Weeks later, I get told from a friend that in my class, in her class, someone had repeated that. And when asked who said that, she's like, oh, a girl, like Sanik told me this. And people in the class were like, oh no, Sanik's really smart. Sanik knows what she's talking about. And I realized <laughs> the power that I had at 12 years old to just say shit to, th- to people and just say it serious as fuck, it- confidently. And then next, you know, the- my whole seventh grade class thinks you're going to die. Look at that. <laughs> it's a weird combination, too, of like when you're young and just have that weird, like kids are fearless because they don't know any better but there's still being a child that's confident but also being a child that's confident amongst children because they're stupid like i remember being i was in elementary school and i remember telling someone it's like it's like what are you doing for father's day and i was like oh i don't know probably nothing because my dad was mlk so you know he's not he's no longer with us you know because this fucking kid doesn't realize that he was assassinated almost fucking 30 years before i was born oh god you know like a, a kid doesn't think about that no and he's just like so like this class was just like oh man i'm so sorry about your dad <laughs> we're learning about him right now and i'm like yeah i would still probably have the name king maybe or like i would definitely be talking about it and then like yeah, I'd you know, the shit stupid. Like, I was, again, like, me and my dad and my brother were the two black people in my hometown <laughs> for a while. And, like, I would just tell, like, I could tell people anything. Like, like I think once it's like, oh, like, we just moved here. Like, I'm actually from Africa. And obviously, I'm, like, not from Africa mm-hmm. at all. I do not look African. And they're like, oh, my God, well, you are slightly darker than us. That must be true. Like, I just, like, waltzed in one day. Like, I remember fifth grade being, like, I had a shitty Australian accent. They're like, oh, my God, are you from Australia? I'm like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. And for a week, I had, like, kids, a couple kids fooled that I was from Australia. (laughs) Because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Because kids are are idiots. Yeah. I think part of it for me is I also grew up around mostly adults or older people. So I think I also recognize that people, kids are stupid and they just will believe what you say. So I would just say things and... People believe me. And I mean, to, to be honest, though, when I said the thing about the bird flu, I believed that. I wasn't, I didn't make that up. Like, I did hear it. And I just say it. Like, I heard it. And I thought it was true, I did too. also believe MLK was my dad. Oh, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. But I definitely believed it. And I just, I think the world is just, a, a is lucky that I'm not a bad person. Because I could very easily start, like, a war if I wanted to. I'm that powerful. Please, everybody. You gotta, you gotta leave some good reviews, or else Cindy. I'm just gonna saying, like, shit. just give me my roses while I'm still alive, because we're so lucky. You, <laughs> yeah, just... we don't want to see the Sinique Smythe School of Business, and it's like, yo, why is this school named after her? It's like, ooh, you don't remember World War Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's like, it was so well, where bad. Was World we War skipped th- over World War Three. We went to four. No, they'll be like, where was World War Three? It's like, oh, well, that's why we have the Sneak Smythe School of <laughs> Music over here. <laughs> Ooh, I love this headcanon. This is great. Um, but uh, <laughs> so later on, like, uh, you know, this is happening. Um, the group starts to run out of food. And um, there's these like we get we we find out about these like feral 
kids that are just like out there. Um, the, just to make sure, the feral kids, are they also hybrid just that haven't been? That was my impression because like, I guess they, they still on. looked like people. They didn't have like any of the fungus growing on them or anything. Mm-hmm. And they just, yeah, they couldn't speak English because they were clearly not captured by the government and experimented on. Okay, okay, like, cool. I was, I was confused. I was like, are they feral in that like they just are kids who managed to survive during this apocalypse who just never had we didn't have adults with okay that makes more sense yeah um but melanie ends up like actually protecting the group by killing the leader with a bat and as a result like, like she really like fucking. she like she kill kills them like she really kills them. <laughs> and you know like with a bat and she's a kid so it wasn't like a, a nice swing and this kid was out it was many many swings yeah no she had to hit them a lot to kill them and um you know they back off but it's like oh shit like i think she might have like won the respect in that moment yeah she's very commanding she's just like it's like you guys have to pretend to be afraid of me and you have to start moving and she turns around just like these two are mine these are my white people yes (laughs) don't touch them Ooh, you know what else is okay sorry now i'm like thinking about this movie like I'm being reminded of so many other movies. It's like, I guess we could just like jump ahead a bit, but like, you know, Dr. Caldwell, of course she has it. Like she's, you know, she's hell bent on dissecting Melanie and experimenting on her. Um, But she does kind of realize that basically her, these human like hybrid situations like herself are basically the future. And she ends up escaping and try and spreading the spores in order to make this happen. And it reminds me of kind of like, um, what is it? Um, shit. I am, I guess the original I Am Legend. Is it called I Am Legend, the book? Sorry, I'm going to have to like just check. I, yeah, I could not tell you. Yeah, so, um, it's similar. So like I Am Legend, yeah, like, you know, like the Will Smith movie, there's, it's, yeah, it comes from a book called I Am Legend, um, and the premise is similar you know this guy is trying to find the cure to this disease you know these vampiric vampiric like beasts are just kind of like running amok he's trying to find the cure but he ends up realizing that he is actually do you know the the original ending of it um that will smith was the cure or something i don't remember i don't fucking remember yeah I, i'm just i'm asking because i also don't like to explain things to people if they already know because it's like super annoying when people do it to me but like um i'll explain it to you spooky squad that like um in the movie that we know it's like he's like oh man it's stupid he dies and then the other lady and the kid run away with the, the cure in the hopes of like trying to create the cure but in the original book the the man who will smith plays realizes that actually he is like the boogeyman to these beasts that they are the new like species so when they're attacking him, they're not doing it because they're like, they're doing it because they're afraid of him. He is, he is the monster. As, as he's fighting them, mm-hmm. he thinks they're monsters. He is the monster to them. They actually have like, you know, their own feelings and their own thoughts. And like, they have their own society that they're building or, or doing whatever. So he kind of resigns himself to being killed and kind of going down as their legendary, like boogeyman, essentially. And I think it's similar in this way because... I think in the same sense where like she kind of um, Melanie realizes that she and the other hybrids are basically the future of humanity and that humans have to be wiped out 
in order to create this future if that makes sense like it's yeah, an interesting flipping yeah. of kind of the narrative of like the the monsters are actually not are they really the monsters question mark but i don't know i think it's like um i think it's one of the reasons why i like this movie so much because as i'm watching it again and talking about it i'm realizing like shoot it actually like draws from so many other really cool cultural moments that i think is just like I love, I love when movies do that. I love when people do that and just like draw from inspired, inspired by other things and just like put them together. It's, I'm kissing. I love it. Jesus Christ. I'm kissing the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I like, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool and clever. I really do like, cause that was such a good shift because, you know, Mm -hmm. you could have easily been like, oh, like Melanie, all of a, like all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. Like, is she an antagonist now? But no, yeah. she just is like, well, it's like, well, this is the next, like, a forced evolution of humanity. Basically. And then, and then you know, and it was so sad because she, like, wanted to save the sergeant, but he left to find her. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up, like, because he's breathing in the spores, he's going to turn. And he's like, please kill me before I turn. Yeah. So he, she does. And then she goes back to the lab and she had secured it. So it's airtight. And made sure that Helen Justino is still there, her favorite teacher. And, you know, like, they put their hands up against the glass. And then the last, like, final, like, shots of the movie is it's, wait, it's the morning. Helen wakes up and she, like, is, you know, tears in her eyes. And she wakes up and all of the half- you know, hungry, the kids from the beginning in the government program, Mm -hmm. and then the feral kids are all sitting outside the all-glass airlock door because Helen can't leave. She's trapped in there unless she wants to get the spores and becomes a hungry, but she has to teach these kids forever (laughs) until she fucking dies. I know. It's like, like I said, it's... I wish all of these um, teacher tries to you know enlighten the lives of black and brown children movies ended that way like i wish freedom it would have freedom writers <laughs> just like, it's locking hillary swank in a room <laughs> made her like oh bitch you want to teach me you'll teach forever just fucking block her in a room <laughs> make her teach forever uh, yeah and that that was kind of a, that was like <laughs> all i could think about because <laughs> you know she's in this airtight bubble teaching i'm like fuck that's how teachers gonna be teaching come this fall Oh, I must have spit my drink out. But, like, true. Slash, let's stay at home, y'all. I don't send the kids to school. Maybe the cases amongst kids and mortality amongst kids have been so low because we haven't sent them to school. My sister is a social worker, and because she works with uh, child populations, Mm -hmm. um, they get um, alerts that, like, the general public doesn't hear right away but it's talking about like oh like the infection rate of kids like young children with covid Mm -hmm. and like my mom is like oh wow i never heard like i don't hear that and it's like yeah because (laughs) they don't fucking tell you that shit yeah it's like i mean have we decided yet if the cases are still like the numbers are still gonna be sent to like the cdc or to trump because well it doesn't matter it's it's dumb remember like we only have more, our our numbers are going up because we test. We test more. You're right. That's why. I hate that fucking mm-hmm. argument so much. We don't have to go anywhere because that's a whole nother fucking. But hour. I know. But I mean, it's yeah. We don't have to. We've already 
wax poetic about Ren Shapiro and how fucking doo-doo brained he is. Yeah, I said it. He's doo-doo brained. Yeah, man. I wish I wish I could be in a debate with someone. Just be like, you know what? I think you're a fake doo-doo brain. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> facts not feelings, that, bitch. Facts not feelings, and that, ho. And that's the girl with all the gifts. That was it. I think, okay, so I think we would be remiss to not talk about the fact that they cast a black girl as lead, right? And I mentioned it earlier that, you know, could have just been like a case of like, here's the thing about this kind of stuff is that you could just make this choice, right? And decide, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. We made this the choice that Senia Nanua, who plays Melanie, she's the best actress. And I'm sure she was. But I think to a certain extent, it's hard not to recognize that in casting a black actress in this specific role, not just as like the protagonist, but specifically she is she is the girl of all the gifts. She is this child who is remarkable, who might have the key to, human- to save humanity, but decides actually just kind of like go, you know, embark on her own journey and her own rules and flip the script and make it work for herself. I feel like it's hard to look at that and not see that she's cast as a black person and she is a black person and like read into it like did you have any thoughts about that like i i felt like it was intentional and they were, they were trying to say something what i don't know well i i would agree with that um again to the extent of how much and what they are trying to say i could not particularly give but i just did a quick uh, wikipediaing of the book and it specifically says on the book for which it is named after and inspired by um, Melanie, it says it gives like little descriptions of the character's appearance. And for Melanie, it says, you know, like test subject number one, blah, 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 blah. Very fair skinned, long hair, about 10 years old. So the complete opposite. So right. then for Helen Justineau, it's a compassionate teacher with a psychology background, becomes attached to the children, blah, 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 has very dark skin and long black hair. Hmm. Interesting. So they flipped the races of the two mains. Yeah. Huh. Like that had to be intentional, right? Or, or it could also be a case of just, I mean, it's not Hollywood, but you know, just mainstream Western filmmaking that, okay, if you cast the black little girl, like she can't also, Helen couldn't be black too. I feel like they, there's just that unwritten rule of like, okay, like. <laughs> it's too, too, too many. <laughs> too many. It becomes a black movie. Like, okay. Like, you know, like it's true that like, I, I have to wonder, and I don't know how much information's out there. I just also Wikipedia. So the director Cole McCarthy um, also directed, so this came later the episode Black Museum of Black Mirror, which is definitely like very much steeped in racial politics. So like, I don't know. I don't know if he was inspired by what he did with um, The Girl with All the Gifts to then inform that or I don't know. I, I could also be reading into it way too much because he also directed episodes of Peaky Blinders. And I don't know if there's black people <laughs> in that show. I've never seen him. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Ooh, is this a show with? Oh my god, it was like, oh my goodness, with Killian Murphy. Oh, he's so cute and so scary. Mm. 
He, I'm very would, attracted to him, but also that, terrified him at the same time. You were saying, you know, like, oh, like too many black people, this becomes a black movie. And I was about to say, um, as is the train of talking about it, if things were a black movie, I'm like, eh. because it's kind of, you know, it's set in such a way that I don't think the a race element is really pertinent in any way, shape or form. Right. You know, it's right. like we could talk about like, oh, sleepaway camp. Well, if it was a black movie, this would have happened or that would have happened. But with this, I'm like, well, they're still in an apocalypse and they would still be like, do we sacrifice as kids? And so I was going to say, like, I think this is the second blackest movie we have talked about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it's like, I think it's complicated. I think when, because we don't live in a post-racial society, right? So a lot of times, even in cases where there is quote unquote colorblind casting and we just like, oh, we just cast the best actress and she had a new black, it's no big deal. It's hard not to be informed by that, right? It's like, it's just, it, right. it's difficult because we still live in a racialized society. I mean, obviously the way racism works in the UK is different and I don't, I, I'm not gonna pretend like I know that much about that. So I'm watching it as a black person in America. It's hard not to, to project my own experiences or like what I see. I mean, the way I see it is like, it's kind of revolutionary in that, I mean, you have, you know, this black child amongst other children who are also non-black, but a black child who's being experimented on. It's hard not to look at that and think of, you know, a history of black people being experimented on for for the sake of humanity too, right? If that's the case, if we're trying right. to talk about humanity, it's like experimenting on a black person in order to save white bodies and what it means for them, that black character to decide, actually, no, fuck you. No, I'm, I'm, I decide, you know, I'm, I'm the captain, basically. I'm going to spread this sport and like, fuck you. And, and this is what the reality is going to be. I think it's hard not to look at it that way. When I was watching this, I started thinking about children of men even and like the significance of having the pregnant woman who's being saved being black. And like, it's just, it's just, it's difficult. Like, I think it's one of those things where like, when you do have white creators, because Cole McCarthy, as far as I and concerned is a white Scottish man in their heads. I think a lot of times it's like, Oh, we're just going to make this movie. And if she's black, she's black, whatever. But I think if this, I think the question actually would be less of if this was a black movie as in with mostly black people. And like, what if this movie was made by a black person or if the story was by a black person and what, how it would have been right. different. I think that it would have maybe leaned into the unintentional messages that are coming out. I think of like we mentioned, you know, zombie movies, and I know Romero, after doing Night of the Living Dead, was like, "No, I didn't have like a racial agenda in making that and having the main character be a black man," but it still ended up having that messaging. And it's like, what if that movie had been made by a black person? Would it have leaned into it? And like, what would it have, you know, would have been the end result had that been done? Right. So, I know I just I I said a lot to basically just be like, I think this movie gave me a lot of questions that I'm kind of just like sitting on. Like, I don't know what to say about it. Like. I agree. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I have to um, all over this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been looking, you know, my casting director and I have been looking for a Gemini that just talks a lot and gets nowhere with their questions. And we think you'd be perfect for the part. I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm sorry. 
A friend sent me a text that was kind of, something's happening, but go ahead. Oh no, damn it. That was so snarky and you missed it. I'm sorry. So he's going through something. I'm sorry. Well, it better be a fucking monumental problem. I'm kidding. I hope he's okay. No, it's fine. Can you say it again? No, the moment's gone. You'll hear it when you edit this. Okay. Oh, I have to react to it. How should I react to it? So it's <laughs> like I just just, just say just be just be like you bitch and we'll move on. You bitch. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, but um, I mean, you like the movie. I like the movie. Yeah, it was it was great. I recommend this one. It's again, like we said earlier, it's one that like doesn't get talked about. I I feel like I it's crazy because it's from 2016. It's recent, but I feel like I didn't I didn't hear many folks say much about it. Like, and it's crazy because I think it's really a cool movie. I agree. Yeah, I was shocked. And when I looked, like I was looking at just other horror things on Netflix for potential other episodes and this one's listed under critically acclaimed i'm like man yeah so it's yeah i was um i'm on the wikipedia page right now it's got i think like an 86 percent on rotten tomatoes and it seems like most of the um most of the reviews here are really good so i'm like critically yeah it obviously is is well liked amongst critics i guess you know, it could also just be that um, by 2016, you think about it, I think that the zombie genre was kind of, it had, it it was worn out at that point. So it could also just be like, it yeah. came out and it was just like, became unfortunately one of the voices of like a cacophony of like zombie movies. Like we were tired of it. Because I know I went through, as someone who like enjoys zombie movies, I went through a period of like just not watching any and I think it's one of the reasons why I missed yeah. this one because, like, I just didn't want to see anything with zombies. I was like, I was so sick of everything from The Walking Dead to, you know, fucking Pride and Prejudice and zombies. It's like it got right. annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if it had come out a few years earlier, if it had would have gotten more um, attention from audiences. Right. Who's to say? Who's to say? But but we're here. To, we're here promoting it now. Yeah, it's on Netflix, y'all. Um, if you haven't watched it already, check it out. It's a pretty cool movie. Well done. Really cool effects too. I liked. Um, but yeah, that was our episode. Uh, we already plugged ourselves. Oh my god! So what do we even do? I don't know what to do with myself now. Uh, sign off, I guess. Yeah, because we could sign off. Um, check in next week. Ooh. Hey, let's tell them this. So we decided that we are going to do like themed months because I love a theme. If you invite me to a party and you're like, Sonic, it's Chernobyl themed. I'm like, oh my God, where do I find a hazmat suit? I'm very excited. I love a theme. So we decided- She, t- she talks like she doesn't own a fucking hazmat suit. <laughs> I really wish I did though. I would absolutely, I'm so extra, but it's so hot now. Earlier on in quarantine, I would absolutely walk down the street in a, in a hazmat suit. Like, I wish I was kidding. I would have done that just to be, just a fucking troll, my neighbors. But um, <laughs> we're doing, like, themed months. And we're thinking, you know, August is upon us. 
And it would be super fun if we did, um, if we started off with like early aughts horror. I, I'm going to take credit. I said early aughts because I think aughts August is cute. But also, it was cute. A lot of like my, my horror formation came from like early 2000s horror because I was up the age of when those movies were coming out. So if you guys have any suggestions of movies that we should cover, I've been thinking about a few things. I'm sure Andrew's been coming thinking up some stuff. Let us know and we can, you know, look into it. Ideally, if it's something we can stream on like Netflix or something, that'd be cute. And we can watch those and do an episode. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dancing again, guys. It's gonna be very fun. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace out, spooky squad. Ah, uh, so he likes it. He likes it now. It's good. It, it rolls off the tongue, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it grew on me. It grew on me.